welcome back to the podcast. I am Sarah. I still haven't changed my last name. Coming up on one year of marriage on the 22nd and I have still not changed my last name. Um, We'll see if I get it done before the old first anniversary but I have tried to to be honest with you. I've tried to to change it. I've sent in the papers four or five times and they keep sending them back because I have the wrong forms of identification, the wrong whatever form, the wrong postage, sending it to the wrong place. Um, not, not my best adulting moment with this one, but I, it's going to happen eventually. And people ask me like, what's the holdup? Like, why do you not want to change it? And it has nothing to do with that. I, I sit on the side, well, it's not really a side. It's just like my decision because I understand why people wouldn't want to change their last names. I am okay with changing my last name. I think it would be a great idea to just pick a new last name as a couple and then just both have new identities because it is a very weird thing to change your last name, especially as you get a little bit older and people are waiting to get married older. I talked about this last year when I was actually getting married, but um I'm 29 I was married when I got 28 and at that point you have like more of a solidified identity under your name and then all of a sudden you're just someone else um so for me it's been really helpful to have this full year to really process that shift and now I feel very ready to be an Alphers that's my new last name but you know just because I'm ready doesn't mean the government is ready and I got to send more paperwork sometime this week. That's on my to-do list for sure. But anyway, my name is Sarah and I never say my last name and that's why because I'm still in between last names. This week has been a little bit of a rough one for me and my family as well. Um, I went up to Minnesota for my family to be with my family because my grandpa passed away um, like the week before and he was 91, almost 92. I think loss at any age is still really difficult and I don't have that much experience with it I guess like I've had more experience in the last couple years than I ever have I felt like I was one of the the ones that was always kind of like waiting for that to happen in my family because I didn't have it like my grandparents have all lived long lives and have really grown up with them Um, I didn't really deal with any loss in my teens so I knew that you know, it's not something that we can get away from. So the last couple of years have been a little bit rough with the loss that we've had in both Taylor and I's families. My husband is Taylor, if you don't know that already. And one of the things that I was really just noticing throughout the week and being there and going through everything that comes with a loss in the family and you know, all the services and stuff is just like how things are so moment to moment and how there's so many emotions that can exist at the same time. And that's always true. Like I always think that there can be more than one emotion involved in a particular situation or whatever. But I think with big losses, it's just so much more clear that that's the case because I, you know, I got to go to Minnesota. I haven't been in Minnesota and like at least five, six years. And I got to see cousins that I haven't seen in forever. I got to see my grandma who I haven't seen in forever. I got to see 
you know, just connect with my family that I have not been able to see for a long time. And there's little pockets of laughter and connection that is really nice and seeing my aunt and uncle and all of that. And my one of my cousins who's closest to me in age, I unfortunately didn't get to see her, but she had her new baby on Monday of this week. So it's like so many things are kind of contrasting each other. We have like a loss and we have new life and we have these pockets of happy moments and then we have pockets of sad moments and there's just everything is existing at the same time. And I was really trying to lean into that when I was there and just processing things my own way and just recognizing like I think sometimes people feel guilty for those happy moments or like the pockets of of laughter or whatever that can come up when you're processing loss and um, just realizing that like it's very, very normal and really beautiful that it's not all one way or another because it's just this like huge mix of lots of different things. So yeah, that's what I was up to this last week. I'm really glad that I got to take off several days from work, which I'm just like so thankful that my work is pretty flexible with that. I had off Wednesday through Friday. I had caribou coffee when I was there. I had it three days and I was there for what, like four mornings, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Three of the four days that I was there, I had caribou coffee and I got like the same thing every single time. And it was this, it's called a vanilla ice crafted press. And I Googled if we have caribou coffee in Colorado. And we do have a few, but they're kind of like few and far between. But caribou was founded in Minnesota. And there's just like 80% more caribou than there are Starbucks up there. And it's so good. I don't know. It's just like nostalgia too, because I always used to get it when I go up there. But this drink I was clearly obsessed and I'm going to need to make the drive to go to the caribou that's closest to me to go get it pretty soon. And I want to take Taylor because he's never had caribou. He's like, what is that? And I'm like, it's amazing, but it is really amazing. If you know, you know. If you don't, you should know. That was definitely a pick-me-up for this week, um, which I think is totally fine. I have a few extra treats. I'm a treat gal. I love to treat myself (laughs) when I'm going through really anything. I'm definitely one of the ones that's like, Um, I've seen those TikToks and they're like, I'm a treat girl. If I'm having a good day, I'm having a treat. If I'm having a bad day, I'm having a treat. If I have to go to the doctor, I'm having a treat. Like that's me. I love, love treats. We also made brownies on the last night that we were there or I was there on Friday and we just had like a box brownie mix at my grandma's house and my mom was like, we are going to put this extra chocolate in there. So we melted the chocolate and poured it into the brownie mix to make them like extra fudgy. I didn't know that you could do that, but um, yeah, it was delicious and it made the brownies extra rich and fudgy and that's the kind of brownie I like and I am also a baked good gal. I'll always choose a baked good over like Skittles or hard candy or like fruity candy like that. That doesn't get to me, but it's the baked goods. So that was a hot tip that I learned from my mom. Other things that kept me going this week, The Circle, it's back. And if you have been following me at least since last year, you know that I'm obsessed with the show. I want to be on this show. I'm going to continue to just put that out in the universe because I think I would just be so perfect on the show. (laughs) I love strategy and I think I would totally be able to win. And every season, I'm like, why are these people getting so hung up on who the catfish is? Like, Look, I don't care if you're a catfish, 
if you're trying to help me in the game or like form an alliance, as long as you're not being like shady to me, I don't care if you are who you say you are. You just need to be a nice human. I guess that's kind of hard to like determine if they're already lying about who they are, but um, I think I'd be able to tell with my empathetic powers. So I have been watching that, of course. I'm all caught up. They release like four episodes at a time, and then the next week there's another four episodes. So I'm all caught up. I also watched the Selling Sunset reunion, which was okay. I mean, it's not anything that I didn't expect. My two cents on Selling Sunset is I'm disappointed in this last season because I feel like the storylines are so delayed. Like, we already know the outcome of what's going to happen because it's been in the media so much. And then this whole season came out and I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, we already know how this is going to play out. And so it felt like the reunion was just like a continuation of that. It was really sad to see Jason and Chriselle like, you know, struggling a little bit to answer those questions. So yeah, that little storyline was a nice distraction this week as well. And it also just like remind, there's been like so much in the media and pop culture with the Met Gala and Kim Kardashian's dress. And I love to follow, I love to follow pop culture, you guys. I don't talk about it very much because I, I don't like to assume or like have this really strong opinion about something that I clearly don't know everything about because it's all distributed by the media and we just need to assume that I think that is the only safe assumption assume that you don't have all the information and so with the Met Gala and there's this big headline about Kim Kardashian and how she went on this really restrictive diet to fit in the Marilyn Monroe dress and And there are some headlines after the fact that talk about how like damaging and dangerous that is and people are taking stances, you know, well, I think it's really wrong that she did that to fit into this dress and that's perpetuating the wrong message for young girls that they need to have like restrictive diets if they, you know, want to crash diet before spring break, like kind of gives permission to do that is the argument that I'm hearing around this Marilyn Monroe dress and what Kim K said that she did to fit into it. And as a child of the 90s and early 2000s, where it was like the stick thin, wafy looking model that was completely unattainable. And that was like the only thing that we saw. I do get it. And like Kim Kardashian being famous and her body type becoming more popular was like amazing for me because I have like a curvy little body that I can't get rid of those curves, you know? So it's interesting is all I'm saying. I don't love that someone who's feeling really bad about their body might read that headline or see what she did in order to fit into this dress and then take that to an extreme. But I also don't necessarily think that it's that that's the impact that this one instance and one event is having it's not the same as like the early 2000s and 90s where this was the image that was perpetuated over and over again and it just comes back to the conversation of what what responsibility does she have as someone in the spotlight as much as she is and with as many followers as she has like what is her responsibility to our society and this kind of goes back to my first point is that there's a lot of different opinions emotions all at the same time about this and about so many things in the media and so many things in politics especially right now 
there's so many different things that happen all at once. And I've just been thinking about that in particular and kind of, I've always been one to see things from every single angle so much so that it can cripple me sometimes because I'm like, I literally see how someone with a different mindset would take a piece of information. So I just try to have empathy in those cases where there are hot topics with emotional responses and emotional opinions on both sides because people do, women especially, struggle with their body image and with their weight and feeling good about themselves. So hearing something like that could be discouraging, um, but it's also like what's the responsibility of this person like for her personal choice to do that something that I don't know like whatever she decided to do that it's just always going to be a fine line between taking this responsibility as a consumer of media and someone who takes responsibility as a public figure in the media if I'm gonna take a stance I think that I err on the side of we should take responsibility as consumers of media especially when this media consumption is optional it's not like we're seeing this in schools like this is the model that you're supposed to follow and this is you know the right decision this was the met gala nobody forced me to watch the met gala no one forced me to go to buzzfeed the next day and look at all the articles and all the outfits and all the headlines about this marilyn monroe dress no one forced me to do that I sought this out and I read it with my own eyes. So I take responsibility for that and how it affects me. And I think at a certain age, we all should do that. And then there's like censorship conversation and young people, impressionable minds are on the internet and they're going to see that. And, you know, I like to live in the gray area. I know that clickbait exists and I know that algorithms favor strong opinions because they get more clicks and that's how media is written you guys that is how media is written would I want my 13 year old daughter to read that and take it as truth absolutely not but me as a 29 year old who has my head on semi straight I can handle that she went on a crash diet to fit into this iconic dress for one event I don't know that might be an unpopular opinion but the Met Gala got people a buzz this last week so had to weigh in my two cents on that okay I've done quite a bit of rambling so far but I did actually come to this podcast with something in mind that I wanted to talk about and that is adult friendships I've seen a lot of people weigh in, influencers and whoever, talking about adult friendships, lots of questions online. It seems like people struggle with adult friendships. Imagine that. Uh, I don't think that's a surprise at all. So my take on why adult friendships are challenging is because maybe we don't have a lot of models in our life for what friendships are supposed to look like. We have our parents' marriage, mostly like or divorce like their relationship or lack of relationship we have that modeled for us when we're growing up so we get an influence based on what we see there maybe some of us have siblings and so that could potentially be like a friendship type of situation but maybe not and I just think that we don't have a lot of model model friendships to really look at other than what we see online or in the media again or tv movies whatever And then I think we go to college, a lot of us, or we're in that 
that stage of life where we really need a lot of validation and we go to get that validation from our peer groups and that really starts in like middle school through forever sometimes I think it never ends but we have this stage of life where friendships are really everything and then that shifts at some point when you graduate when people go off and do their own thing they start their own families they get into serious relationships and those friendship dynamics shift and and we grow up and then we wonder what to do because <laughs> we have all of these other important relationships in our lives right so if you're starting your own family you want to prioritize your spouse your children your immediate family that's where your focus is and that is probably really busy or maybe you just find that you outgrow relationships maybe that's something that's happened to you often um I think I've had a lot of cycles of friendships in my life and I think that kind of started when I was really young and we moved a significant amount I would say like more than the average person when I was a kid in my childhood and um, that's when I really learned that friends are everywhere for me I moved from so I was born in California I don't remember it at all and then I moved to Illinois was there for several years I had friendships there I went to school and then we moved to upstate New York went to school had several friendships there and then we moved to Kansas where I had to start over again and this was all before fourth grade so I was pretty little but you're you're making friends at that age and you know when you're younger I do think it's a little bit easier because kids are just like maybe more open I don't know what it is about little kids but anyway my point is I had to start over at least three times that I can remember and say goodbye to friends and then make new friends so I really learned that friends are everywhere there's not some place that I'm going to move to that I'm not going to be able to connect to someone that's never been my experience and you know after those moves in my childhood I moved to different schools I moved to college I moved to Peru for a year I moved to a cruise ship for a while I moved to Colorado I've had so many stages of life where I've started over and had to make new connections and new friends and I have some friendships that have been with me through a lot of those transitions right and they're still with me like I still talk to my college friends our relationship is very different I would say we used to live in a house together and we did literally every single thing together grocery shopping classes going out everything we did everything together we were like one unit <laughs> I think that's pretty common for teenage girls and it is hard when those relationships shift and they change dynamics and maybe you find that you don't connect as much as you used to and you want to. My blanket advice here is just like we we hear, or at least I hear this, it's the same with like romantic relationships and advice for a long, happy marriage, right? We need to be okay with the relationship changing so in my book if we've ever been friends and unless we've had some like massive falling out we're still friends if we haven't spoken in like 11 years but we were really close at some point and the only thing that happened is that we went our separate ways like organically without conflict like you're still a friend to me I don't cut the cord with my friendships because those are connections that are important to me and I think it's totally fine that we go separate ways and I think at different points in in our lives we're going to have a different circle of people close to us and 
that is the way I function. I have like a core group of friends and there we there's no pressure. We don't put pressure on each other to like do anything other than be respectful and honest and a good person. But other than that, like we got to focus on ourselves. And I think that is how to have a healthy friendship is not to put so much responsibility on the other person for being a part of your life in a specific way. I think that we can take steps to like bridge gaps or like bridge miscommunications and work through them if there are any. But for the most part, like I, the people in my life are flexible. Okay. We are flexible. They are flexible with me and I am flexible with them. If they say like, okay, I'm totally going to come to that thing that I said I was going to come to a week ago. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know what, Sarah, I am just, I'm not feeling it. I've had such a bad day. I don't think I could like really show up in the way that I want to. And I think what's best for me is to stay home. I'm like, great, amazing. Stay home. I hope you have the best time and I hope you get some rest because it sounds like that's what you need. I can always tie my thoughts back to something that I said earlier so I can tie this one back to responsibility and talking about the media and how we have to take responsibility for the media we consume. Like we also have to take responsibility for how we show up in our friendships and how gracious we are and not taking things personally. I think relationships are hard. Romantic relationships are hard. Friendships are hard. Relationships with family members can be hard. Relationships are difficult because people think very differently. They need different things. They don't always know how to voice them. They don't always know how to accept them. Okay, so here's an example of where I kind of was not a great friend to someone. So I have this friend who we connected several years ago in this program, and I don't know, we just like vibe. We just vibe, and I know she's listening, and I know she knows I'm talking about her. But we just get along and we just clicked instantly and I love talking to her and I love spending time with her. And we had been like chatting on Instagram for a while and had made plans and then I just got offline. I totally did not follow up with her. I did not respond to her at all for months. I just did not communicate anything to her. And I thought about it when I wasn't doing that and I was like, oh my gosh, like uh, that's so shitty of me because I care about this person and I care about this connection and I'm totally failing. So... I get back online and I'm ready to like be more outward focused like I mentioned in a couple episodes back and um, I reached out to her and was like, you know, I'm really sorry that I just left you hanging on that. I was definitely struggling and feeling more like I needed to take some space for myself and, and really didn't have a lot to give to anyone in my life and I'm sorry that I wasn't able to like follow up on anything because I realized that like to have a good friendship, both people have to participate. I don't want my friends to always be reaching out to me and me never reaching out to them, whatever. And she was just like, okay, that's totally fine. Like, do you want to hang out? And was just so amazing about it and didn't hold that against me and wasn't taking it personally that I like didn't, wasn't able to show up in the way that I necessarily wanted to. And then we hung out and it was great. So those are the kind of people that I have in my life. I keep it flexible and and definitely honest. You know, I took responsibility and was like, I'm, I realized that I was not a good friend in that instance and I would like to be. So I did that. And then she 
didn't hold that against me. And then the other thing is where do you meet people? So if you don't have these existing friendships or if you move to a new place, what do you do when you want to make a new friend? And for me, I make a lot of my friends on Instagram, which is like the total opposite of every late night TV show in the 90s and early 2000s where they were like, I don't know what that show was called, but stranger danger, people just lurking on the internet. Um, I've made a lot of my friends, girlfriends. I'm not like meeting up with guys that message me on Instagram. No, like no. But I do meet up with girls that message me on Instagram. I have done that a lot of times and I love it. I'm pretty active, like more active than most than most like as a general user on Instagram so I think there's an aspect of that that's unique but I think if you are looking to make connections with people online is definitely not something to shy away from or necessarily be afraid of but um, just be cautious use your best judgment and and be intentional and honest with who you want to make a connection with and um, if it's not working don't push it because you don't have to be friends with everyone either. It's literally the same as dating advice. It's no different. You attract the people that you attract based on like what you're putting out there. It's the same. It is the same. So yeah, anyway, those are my random thoughts about a lot of things this week. Uh, Definitely, definitely a very all over the place episode, but maybe something resonated and maybe, maybe it didn't. If you're not following me on Instagram, go ahead and do that at the Two Please Podcast. Just playing around with with content as usual. Follow the podcast. You can now review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So do all the things to help help me. Uh, yeah, just help me. Oh, and also, if there's ever anything that you want to hear on the podcast, if there is a topic that you want me to chat about, I probably have an opinion about it. So uh, let me know on Instagram DMs or you can email me, Sarah at the T please. I think it's in my bio on Instagram too, but I would love to hear if there's anything that you're interested about or if it's like a hot topic in the media or whatever, um, send it my way and I would love to like, yeah, talk about things that you want to talk about and care about. So let me know. Okay, bye.